Well, hello and welcome. Thanks for joining me. This is Ros Jones, your business coach, with my weekly podcast show, Bold Business Bites, coming to you from Yorkshire. This is where I have a great conversation with a phenomenal female business boss, and we share some of the bold stuff they do, lessons they've learned, adversities they've overcome, and the fun they have. And then I'll be dipping into my toolkit and sharing with you a top tip. Business can be lonely, so make sure you join us each week and be part of our show. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by Zoe Hands, who's currently sales leader at the Marriott Hotel in Leeds and in York. Zoe is clearly genuinely passionate about her place of work, which makes it so easy for her to do her job. She has a clear and burning ambition and drive to be the best. She told me that the best advice she got from her mum was, don't think you can't do something just because you're a girl. Wise words indeed. She's a great example of and inspiration for equality between men and women and instills the same values in her greatest joy, which is her four young sons. I'm pretty sure you'll enjoy listening to our conversation as much as I did. So welcome to Zoe Hands, sales leader at the York Marriott and the Leeds Marriott. Thank you so much for joining me this morning, Zoe. Thank you for having me. Ah, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much. So you're in charge of sales at the York Marriott and the Leeds Marriott. How did that come about? Um, well, I started with the Marriott 20 years ago, actually. So June will be my 20 year anniversary with the company. And I started at the Leeds Marriott as a room service supervisor which I absolutely loved um, and I absolutely loved working for Marriott. Literally, I think that the first day that I started, I just thought this is the place for me. I love the people and I love the ethos of the company. Uh, they made me feel really welcome and I just thought I can, you know, I can find myself a career with this. Um, so I started as a room service supervisor, very quickly moved on to restaurant and bars manager at the Leeds Marriott. And then after about six years, I moved to Hollins Hall, which was another Marriott uh, in Bradford. I did quite a lot of different roles at Hollins Hall. So I started as um, conference and banqueting manager. And then I did things like head housekeeper, did reception. I was guest relations can I manager. Just, can I just, so that's a, that's a lot of roles. Did yeah. you... Did you just want to try a piece of everything? Have you got a burning desire? To, what's your vision, your dream for? Yeah, well, I always wanted to be a general manager. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's kind of what I wanted to do. That was always in my head, that that's the kind of role that I wanted to be in. So I wanted to try every department just to see what it was like, how you run it. I want to get a really good grounding for... I still want to do that. I still want to be a general manager of, um, of a Marriott Hotel. It's something that I think I would really enjoy. So sales is a really, really good... Um, side of it as well so I've been in sales now for about eight years but I did a massive um, stint in the operation which has given me a really good grounding I think fantastic um, so so you're in sales now is that uh, so how did you get to be at two hotels that's a lot isn't it yeah that that is a lot so I I've got four children so I've had career breaks from my maternity leaves but I've I always wanted to work every time I had a child I, I sort of came back to Marriott we we always had a meeting about how we could make it work for the hours and I ended up going back in different roles which is why I had had such a fabulous uh, time doing all these different roles and really enjoyed them all 
But then after I had my fourth child, it was a bit more difficult to work. And really, I could only do kind of 15 hours a week. And the position was in the sales office, which I really liked the idea of. I hadn't really done a lot of sales before. So I went into the sales office at the Leeds Marriott and I did my 15 hours a week doing all the Christmas parties. So then my youngest child went to school. So once um, he started at school, they offered me a new role because we had a restructure in the sales department. So the new role was um, a cluster sales executive, which would mean going back to doing full time hours, which I absolutely could not wait to get mm. started. I was so excited. I loved it in the sales environment. I really found like I found my niche and really sort of flourished in that. I did loads, loads of work in the Christmas parties at Leeds Marriott and thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think the the hunger for the sale and being quite enthusiastic about the product and, and wanting to just go out and meet people all the time, it just it just made me want to do more in sales. So I was thrilled to get the role of the cluster sales executive and I did it for about six months. And then a position came up with the Leeds Marriott again as the sales leader, which I went for straight away because I was loving this proactive sales role that I'd taken. So then I started as the sales leader at the Leeds Marriott and I did that for 12 months. And then the position came up at the York Marriott and they asked me if I would like to do both hotels. And wow. I literally snapped their hand off because I was just enjoying it so much yeah. and, and really finding so much job satisfaction and, you know, managing two teams now it was a massive learning curve actually at the yeah. beginning it was a bit of a shock because I was thinking wow I, you know I can't actually do all the work anymore so I've had to learn to take a bit of a step back and delegate it down to people yeah. Um, but yeah it's going really really well and I'm thoroughly thoroughly enjoying it and just have a big passion for both of the properties so that yeah. really helps yeah, and I feel like it's so easy to sell the hotels because I love them so much. So I can yeah. talk about them with genuine passion and enjoy being able to talk to people about the hotels. And, and I genuinely believe that if people come to us for a meeting or things like that, they will have a fabulous experience. So I feel I've got the confidence to be able to sell well as well. Yeah. Well, that's a brilliant story. I love it. I know that each of the roles you've had, you go at it with, you know, full on with absolute passion for everything. What is it that drives you? I really want to be the best at what I do. Every role that I've done for Marriott, I've always tried to be the best. When I was head housekeeper, I wanted to be the best head housekeeper. I wanted the rooms to be the cleanest they've ever been. I wanted to get the best results. When I did Christmas at Leeds, I was just doing 15 hours a week, but those 15 hours really mattered to me, and I I really tried to make everything count and and do my absolute best to get the results. And then we had like a record-breaking Christmas My mum is a big driving force because she's been in business for a lot of years. And when I was growing up, my mum really put a lot of emphasis on working and the fact that I was a girl, a woman. Mm -hmm. And she always said to me, don't think that you can't do something just because you're a girl, because women can do exactly the same as men. My mum always instilled that into me. And when we were growing up, my mum had a children's day nursery. um, And from a very young age, I would work in the nursery with my mum. I'd come home from school and go straight to the nursery and help. I'd go and pick the children up from school. I feel as though that that's given me a grounding for having a, a work ethic yeah. and wanting to be the best. And my mum's nursery was amazing, absolutely fabulous. She's actually just recently retired. 
but she always had a fire and a passion to do to be the best and her nursery always got outstanding and yeah I was always really proud of that but my mum's like my biggest fan in a lot of ways she always encourages me she she will give me the truth you know and if when I went for my promotion my mum gave me a pep talk before my interview (laughs) and you know you can do this 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 is perfect for you you'll be wonderful you know and that that has always stayed with me and I think that drives me but my children drive me as well I want them to know that I want them to have a work ethic I want them to know that things don't come for free and it's important to work hard and dream big really Mm -hmm. I try and sort of speak to them about it and I bring them to work sometimes if it's something that I can bring them along to I will bring them and they'll watch and I feel like children learn from watching a role model Mm -hmm. and I try and be a role model to them where work's concerned and also about women yeah i think they need to know that women can do the same things that men can do and they can be successful i think that's really important yeah i love that idea of your mum being the role model and now you're doing the same with your children yeah that's what mums are for yeah well i've got four boys so i'm hoping that i'm i'm instilling some sort of work ethic into them and try and get them to do things at home like little jobs and yeah you know, they can't have pocket money until they, they've sort of earned it in a way. So my mum always did that with me. And I think at the time when you're younger, you think, oh, my mum's really mean. And, you know, everybody else gets the pocket money. But I used to work for my money. And yeah. it, it's definitely stayed with me. I think it's important. Yeah. 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 Well, so when you say you want to be the best, which I love that, by the way, because so many of us just coast through life and we've got all this untapped, hidden potential. So wanting to... Really stretch yourself and be the best. I, I just, I really do resonate with that and love that. But when you say to be the best, so do you, how do you know that you're the best? Have you set yourself targets? How do you achieve your best? How do you keep continually being better? I, t- I do set myself my own personal targets. So my new target is eventually, I'm, I'm looking more of a five year plan, mm-hmm. um, is to be a general manager of a Marriott hotel. That That's my next goal that I really want to achieve. I try and set myself different targets along the way. So this new role is just amazing because I'm doing a multi-property role now. It's way out of my comfort zone. I've got two teams that I manage. It's learning how to deal with all these types of things to set me up for the next role along the way. With Marriott, I feel that they want you to to go through the ranks. It's really encouraged. Even though if you don't feel 100% ready for the role, there's a lot of help there. There's lots of training, there's support to push you forward and to to give you the confidence and to give you the skills to move on to the next level. And I think that motivate, that's quite motivating for me. Um, And and the support of the the managers, you know, the senior managers now in the cluster role that we do, they don't micromanage you. And I think you can have your own ideas. You can, it's exciting. You can be creative. And I try and encourage my team to be the same. No idea is silly or, you know, we'll sit down and have a brainstorming session. And if, We've got some amazing results from the craziest ideas yeah. for sales. Yeah. I mean, sales is, is, is a different world in a way. But, um, yeah, I try and encourage my team. I don't want to micromanage them either. Mm-hmm. And trust is a big thing. And, yeah. and, and I'm trusted to do my role. And I try and feed that down to my team and support support people rather than micromanage. I think that's yeah. really important. Yeah. Sounds an amazing place to work. Yeah. It's a job. <laughs> So that sounds that sounds great, Zoe. But how about do you have any challenges? What would you say is the number one challenge? So with the team, you've got two teams, different locations, and as you've come up the ranks, obviously you've had to learn management and leadership skills. What is you know a lot of my clients and business owners generally have issues with employee 
disengagement yeah. um, and how the challenge of how to turn disengaged employees into highly engaged. What would you say is your number one challenge with your team, for example? I think, or maybe you don't have any. No, definitely. There's always challenges, of course, and being this disengagement thing is, is a real thing. And I think some of the team, maybe that are younger, sometimes you know, they don't want to stay in the same role for a long time. Um, and I, I think that's sometimes quite difficult. But I think to try and sort of motivate the team, I think not micromanaging is, is kind of a big deal. And, mm-hmm. and getting involved and people to be rewarded for hard yeah. work. And I think recognition goes a long way. And I don't think that the recognition that people get is always about money. Obviously, people come to work for money and you, being paid fairly and the rest of it, that's really important. But... The best results come when people feel appreciated and they don't feel that somebody's constantly breathing down their neck, uh, watching what they do. I think coaching, helping people, sitting with people, even talking to people, you know, just having a one to one with the team members, you know, telling them what you've been doing, what have they been up to, you know, just just being human. If things go wrong a different approach of, you know, coming down really hard on people, maybe talking about what's happened, has the process failed, you know, what can you do next time to make it better? Yeah. And and also mindfulness as well at work. That's a big Marriottism where we, you know, we're yeah. really into that and really into mindfulness and trying to get people away from the computers, you know, not overloading people, just making work doable and fun and enjoyable and and trying to appreciate people as well for what they do do because people do work hard and there's nothing worse than working hard and nobody actually noticing or you know acknowledging maybe noticing it but not acknowledging that so I always try and um, give the guys even just taking in donuts or saying thank you it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to cost a lot of money and actually I don't think it's about money taking them out for a drink after work or just say, do you know what? Thanks so much for doing that. Really appreciate that. You've done a great job there. You've really helped me out and being a human at the end of the day. I love that, the being human stuff. So in, um, there is that thing, isn't there? So some people can just go to work and go home and you know nothing about them as a human being. So uh, one of the the keys they're called in my Engage and Grow programme that I, I, I use with disengaged employees is about sharing stories we take it in turns to share a story of a time of, of our, in our life when we've had an adversity, a time of adversity, which we've overcome and, and we found some good that's come out of it. It's really powerful because you get people revealing stuff that they've never felt open and able to or ever wanted to make themselves vulnerable, if you like, to, to share that with others. But it's a really powerful impact on the whole team. Yeah. Do you mind me asking, have you had a time in your life like that? that you'd be willing to share with us? Yeah, um, so 12 months ago, I've got four children, and 12 months ago, myself and my husband actually split up, and so it's been a very difficult 12 months in terms of emotionally, in terms of juggling everything. Obviously, I I got the promotion in October as well, so in the midst of all my personal things going on, I had everything to juggle, but in, in a lot of ways, the... I mean, six, the first six months, I can't lie, they were very difficult. And um, But the, I feel as though almost it's, I threw myself into work and I threw myself into looking after the children and, and focusing on them. And it's almost made things, you know, better in a lot of ways. I've, um, I've found that work has helped me through it. And 
I'm moving on and, and feeling so much better now, 12 months down the line. But now my work, it has become extremely important. It's always been important, but at the moment, you know, I really appreciate my job, my colleagues, um, and my colleagues have actually helped me through as well, you know. So it, good things come from bad things sometimes yeah, as well. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. And it's great, you know, the the passion that you have for your, your career and the Marriott is obvious. And I guess... It's all about having fun, isn't it? And yeah, just enjoying and loving what you do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think people want to come to work when they know that it's an environment where they can, you know, they can have that. It's hard to go to work if it's just a daily grind and, you know, it gets you down. So we do try and keep it a bit more lighthearted and fun. And I think that's actually what sales is all about, is trying to bring some sense of fun to the environment. Yeah, yeah. Rather than just, you know, hard work, getting your head down all the time. Yeah, brilliant. So what about fun in your life? So you, you love your job, but what about what do you do for fun? Yeah, I spend as much time as I can with my children. Um, they are just brilliant. So I've got four boys, 14, 11, 8 and 5. Wow. Yeah, so they're very boisterous and they like like little puppies. They like to have a run around or else they're climbing the walls at home. So, yeah, I'm, I'm constantly on the go with the children, but that's my kind of relaxation time as well. It right, gets yeah. me away from work. But they are just amazing, and everything I do at the minute is, you know, is for them, and and being with them is 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 huge. It's really yeah. important to me. Yeah, yeah. I was one of five girls, so, um, <laughs> and I remember asking my mum, "Did you want any boys?" <laughs> Everybody choice. asks me, "Did you want a girl? Did you have a fourth?" Because you were trying for a girl, but it was never that. No. I wasn't bothered if it was a boy or a girl, but I'm I'm really pleased to have four boys. Yeah. It's, it's it's quite special. Yeah, definitely. And I'm very special to them because obviously I'm the only girl so they're all mummy's boys which is really lovely and they look after me so I'm I'm really lucky I think you've got to look at what you have got and Mm -hmm. so I'm so grateful to have them and you know spend so much time with them brilliant story Zoe so just before we go can I ask you just one question if you were giving advice to um, a young woman about to go into business or, or, or heading off to career what one piece of advice would you give her you've got to fill your head with positivity and I think that goes so far because people will doubt you people have doubted me I mean that almost drives me more the the doubters <laughs> because I think you've got to fill your head with positivity and you've got to not give up yeah. because it will it's so easy to give up it's so easy to give up and you will fail you will fail but failing sometimes is a good thing you know not everything is going to go right I mean I've I've made mistakes and tried things and it hasn't worked you know spent money on campaigns and it's not worked but then on the other hand we've done completely different things and it has worked I think you've just got to keep a positive head keep telling yourself why you're doing things have a goal and just just try and keep the goal in your head you know really think why you're doing things and I think positivity is the way forward. Thank you so much. That is sound <laughs> advice indeed. And it's been an absolute delight to have you on my podcast show. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. In our conversation, Zoe spoke about her mother, who's been a crucial role model for her in her positive outlook and the way she conducts herself in business and in life. And she's determined to be a strong, positive role model to her own sons too. Personally, I think it's so important to have a great role model. 
someone whose personality and achievements can influence and inspire us to be like them, or even a better version of them. For me, a good role model is someone who's always positive, calm and confident in themselves, who's happy with their achievements but continues to strive for bigger and better objectives. Who's your role model, I wonder? My mum was a key role model for me. I want to be as kind and compassionate as she was, as determined and positive as she was, and to have the deep interest and curiosity in everything and everyone, plus a great love of life. How about you? Maybe you can't find just one role model, so why not have a few? You might choose, I don't know, Princess Diana for her kindness, Mo Farah for his discipline, your dad for his patience and wisdom, and so on. Who do you admire and want to emulate? You might want to write it all down and start being that person. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Bold Business Bites. Thank you for listening. This has been your Ross Jones Bold Business Bites show. If you'd like any further information about anything we've discussed today, please just get in touch. Go to businesscoachingyorkshire.co.uk. Please join me again next week when I'll be speaking with another phenomenal female business boss with Bold Business Bites. And remember to subscribe to my show. Thanks for listening.